Are we? Yes. Where are we? Here. Why are we here? Not entirely clear. We are misfits thrust into existence by random chance with no hints at all as to how we're supposed to make sense of it all. It's immensely bizarre. Here we are. Welcome to a special solo edition of the Here We Are podcast. Is this going to be good? Who knows? I don't know. I've only done a couple solo podcasts. I'm not terribly comfortable <laughs> talking to myself uh, to a microphone. Not used to it. Don't, is it going to be good? I don't know. I got a lot of things on my mind. I want to blab about them. I, I In a disorganized fashion guys i'd like to sit and like put a bunch of bullet points down and stuff i that'd be the way to go you know you get some bullet points yeah i used to do that when i started out in comedy you'd have a set list this leads into this leads into the oh smooth transitions we don't forget any jokes. We hit all the marks that, oh, if I forget this one tag, I make sure and put a little mark there so I remember to hit it just right. And uh, doing, doing stuff like this uh, is just, it would take me in eternity. I would never, I would think, hey, I want to do like a 10-minute video or something. Every time I try to do a oh, 10-minute video, let's see, what are my talking points going to be? I just endlessly endlessly just uh, keep unpacking and unpacking and think of new things and new points and it just never and then nothing ever happens and then you guys never get to hear my maybe good maybe not <laughs> good ideas about things and I have all of these uh, things that are on my mind that I just kind of wait until maybe they'll come up in a podcast so that I, that I don't want to feel like I'm like hijacking the conversation or crowbarring something in because, um, because I, I, I'm, I've been excited about this idea of mine or, or this is this very important thing that I've, uh, that I just need the world to hear my, my great point about this and that. Um, and so, so yeah, so that's the, the solo podcast experiment. One, if you don't like this, great. Good to know. It, it, you know, it, it's, this is an experiment. I'm more than happy to have experiments fail. If, if you're like, Boy, you just crush it interviewing scientists all the time. Those solo ones, not interested at all. Terrific news. That would be that would be okay. I don't need to do solo episodes anymore. They cause me anxiety, <laughs> anyways. Uh, and, and you live and you learn, or maybe I change things to make improvements. All of that is to say, if this happens to be the first episode or one of the first episodes of the here we are podcast because you just heard me on some other podcast or whatever and you're checking this out this is not representative unless you like it a lot and then all of my episodes are just like this i am uh when i'm left to my own devices guys i will just crawl inward i'll just like really just retreat into rumination and just curling up into a, a ball of insecurities uh, with with uh, with no one to stop me. So 
<laughs> so I need to just be like, why don't you just say, why, why, why all the qualifiers? Why are you even saying all this? Just get into the thing. I wanted to give, I have a, I have a episode coming out next week that's going to expand on a few of these ideas, but we haven't had a COVID episode in a couple of months. And just like every single day, um, yeah, I wasn't sure how things were going to change, like after the election or whatever, if like things were going to, but it definitely, the dam's breaking, the holidays are upon us, there's, there, there's clearly, um, you know, there's, there's fatigue, um, there's, um, uh, there's lots of, there, there are people that were, that were maybe thinking like, oh, we just care about COVID until the election's over or something. And, uh, boy, I, I didn't realize how many of those people there actually were, um, seemingly, and uh and so as as someone who uh you know talks with infectious disease researchers who you know when it gets down to brass tacks you have to put your politics aside as much as you can and i uh i very much believe that um not only is um, is COVID at least as much of a threat as I thought it was back in March, but it might be more of a threat. There's a, a lot of unknowns and it looks like, you know, there's the, there's going to be very little that you and I can do to, you know, at this point, whatever happened with politics or lockdowns didn't work or messaging about masks or whatever hasn't worked the way that we wanted. There are a lot of people that are just done. They're they're over it. Um, COVID isn't, but they are. And so I just wanted to clear up some kind of misunderstandings as I see them. Some very common things that I that I hear talked about over and over again. Um, the the, the uh, you know if I post something on Twitter or Facebook or something, people make the same. Um, arguments over and over again, like they've really stumbled on some I gotcha groundbreaking thing. And then just general concerns. So so some of this is going to be stuff that you're already familiar with. Um, and I, I don't think that I have the, the exact perfect estimation of exactly um, what to do to solve everything and make everyone happy and and healthy and all of that. But I would like to start with the main thing, which is the economy. People have big economic concerns. And I wanted to speak to you from someone who is a live performer, someone who has had the rug pulled out from under him, whose life has turned upside down, who doesn't, uh, who's uh, all of my income has gone away during COVID. Not just my income, but the, the thing that I love, the thing that I love above all else, my my career has come before relationships, before friends, before family. It's, it's not just a um, nine to five. Uh, well, I guess you got to put food in the mouth somewhere. So I'll go and do this thing that I hate. It's my everything. 
Um, you know, it's my it's my lots of things. It's it's a really big deal uh, to me, and I and I've done the best I can to make it take advantage of this situation. And I've had some bad times um, throughout COVID, but I I look at what I've accomplished too, and just in terms of personal health and getting in shape and exploring some new opportunities and and adding some um, kind of uh, d- diversifying my um, my portfolio of like offerings, for example, I'm working on a book at the moment. I have my Discord that I like. I've been doing a little more on Patreon. Some of that stuff is really hard for me to get the ball rolling because it it doesn't come natural. I didn't do social media for a few years before this, but I'm you know I'm I'm pushing to do what I can. You know, started this YouTube channel um, to uh, to adapt. And, um, and so, so the one first big misunderstanding that I hear so many people make from all sides, all sides of the fence is about economic trade-offs, which is a serious concern we, we have, um, you know, I should have economists on the show because like, honestly, I don't really care about someone who doesn't know about virology telling me about how COVID works and someone who doesn't know about economics telling me how economics uh, works. And we all do that. I'm going to speculate wildly, but, um, but you know, there's just a lot of Dunning-Kruger going on out there. A lot of people overestimating their knowledge and things that they know uh, nothing about. So here's my, I, I have, I have real stake in this. You know, this isn't, this isn't me, some liberal that wants to, uh, that wants to never work again. I work for no money <laughs> all, all of the time. I, I love what I do. And I would love to be making money. I would love to be uh, earning my income again. I would love to be touring. And so there are ethical considerations. There are practical considerations um, with, with touring. And then, and then there's economic considerations, some things that, that maybe you haven't thought of before. At least maybe I can phrase uh, in a way that you'll find interesting. And because uh, as the holidays are upon us, and by the way, I just don't recommend getting together in groups of people. I think, that, as far as I'm concerned, people can't be trusted. Uh, it's I, I, I watch. You know, as much as people try, I watch people try to distance. I watch people put genuine effort into like doing the right things and don't do it. I've, I've seen too many people have symptoms that they write off as being allergies and and then turns out they were around a bunch of people and they had COVID the whole time. I've just seen way too much of that. Personally, I've seen it. COVID's almost broken through my bubble so many times and I've been, I, I'm in easily like the, the top 1% of most, well, that's I am personally, and then I'm uh, around my parents that uh, that um, uh, are also very cautious, but work and uh, are going out and doing things with precautions and have 
but have are are more risk than I am just uh, if I was just living by myself. If I was living by myself right now, I would be ordering in um, groceries, and uh, and I would be I would be going out um, for hikes uh, with people that I that I trust a lot, or uh, um, or like playing pickleball with people that take things as seriously uh, as I do. And that's it. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even be going indoors, um, to a grocery store. Um, and, and that's not even, it has a lot more to do with me not wanting to spread COVID, but I also don't want to get it. I've I've been hearing more about long-term, uh, effects from a lot of people. There's a lot of people saying like, oh, here's the survival rate. Um, and, and they're not talking about the recovery rate. We don't even know what recovery means. I've uh, just taken a neuroscience course recently, not about COVID at all, but within it, there were there were things that were striking similarities of some some mechanisms, some interaction, neurologic interactions um, going on with some of the neurologic issues people were having during COVID. That look a bit like some of the most horrifying age aging related um brain diseases that none of us uh want to get or get anything like and this is you know i've i've drank my face off in life and done a bunch of drugs and everything else and and it's not so that's the point people make it's like oh people are uh, people should if they really care they should take better care of themselves well, sorry, that's not that's just not going to happen overnight. I, I'm sorry that you can't, uh, like, yeah, should should someone not be morbidly obese? In an ideal world, yes, they wouldn't be morbidly obese. But you're still they're still a morbidly. You can't just say that, snap your fingers, and it makes them not morbidly obese. Well, while COVID is happening, so. Those those kinds of it's like a lot of victim blaming going on, and a lot of uh, I, I think it's like a lot of psychological defenses. But worse than that, I know a lot of people that are just like I just want to get it and get it over with. There is no getting it over with. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean if you get COVID doesn't mean you can't get COVID again. This has been a short amount of time. It seems like it's less likely for your average person to get it right away, or you would certainly have to be unlucky. Um, and But there's also multiple strains. These are all, in the scope of things, this has been a very short amount of time. Psychologically, it f- might feel like an infinitely long amount of time um, for us. But when people ask me, when are you gonna tour? I find myself constantly having to explain to people um, for me to actually tour the way that I did. I'm talking back to normal. That has to do with a lot more factors than just like, oh, well, I don't care about COVID. Um, Hey, this is blown out of proportion. This is fear mongering, whatever. Whatever you might think, those are still... Even even if I was of the opinion that this is just like a common cold, people are overreacting, uh, we all need to get on with our lives, that doesn't mean 
that people are just going to show up to my shows. I, I, I can't, I can't be like, hey, 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 scaredy cat, get, pay for my comedy show. Like, that's not going to work. Listen, I, I have, if I go through a town, I usually, um, I usually dine out two times a day. I often, um, you know, go to, go to nice places. I'm, I, I would say that I'm a target, uh, I'm a dream customer other than that I'm usually by myself. Um, but I tip more because of that, because I, I, I know the wait staff would, would prefer, uh, to be waiting on more than, uh, just one person. But I, uh, quite, quite foolishly, I, I don't have, I'm a minimalist and, and every other way, and I don't have like possessions. I, I dump all my money into experiential things. And, uh, and my one huge indulgence in life is dining out. I, I, like um good food uh, i go in even when i'm broke i'm like money is no object i'm i'm buying appetizers and entrees that i don't even have uh the space in my stomach for and then buying a dessert and uh, i i'm often like getting things to go thinking maybe i'm going to eat it later and then i don't because i want to try some other restaurant in town if you're in the restaurant industry and I come through your city or I'm living in your city, you are in luck. I, I'm, a, I'm a great tipper. I dine out more than anyone, just about anyone you'll ever meet. And, um, and I have went to one outdoor restaurant in all of COVID. And that's not because of man mandates. That's not because I couldn't. I could go to a restaurant right now. And I'm not. Because for me, the COVID rates around here are exceptionally high. And even though I know restaurants are doing the best they can, I also know that customers and stuff aren't, uh, aren't as as careful that people bicker about having to wear masks and things and i know that um a lot of people like myself who i, who I just re recently found out that you know six feet isn't probably isn't anywhere near enough especially if you're in an enclosed indoor space with poor ventilation for a long period of time. I mean, I'd heard that we talked about it a little bit, but I didn't realize um, just just how much of a chance that truly is until recently. And so a lot of people don't know that either. And, and because of that, rates are going to continue to go up. Uh, high rates are one of the things that I evaluate when going out. If rates were low enough, we would all be able to give, uh, live our lives normally. That's what it would take for us to live our lives normally is low enough COVID rates. Not just people, some people are willing to get COVID, some people aren't. It, it will take low enough COVID rates for someone like myself to go out. You might say, Shane, that's crazy. You're overacting. 
so what? You're not selling me on going uh, on going to even if you're right. That's not what's getting me to your restaurant. All right, guys, taking a quick break to tell you all about CBD by Caliper. Have you heard of Caliper? My guess is you've certainly heard of CBD, right? I can't believe the world that we're living in, guys. I I got CBD shipped to me. You need to understand, guys. You know I've done my show A Good Trip and stuff like that. I've talked about the history of drug laws and things being suppressed and everything else. And, and uh, despite uh, all of the incredible scientific research and findings, and I thought... You know, 20 years ago, if you would have told me that I'd have the opportunity even to be telling people about something like CBD, I wouldn't have believed you. What an incredible world that we're living in. Like my grandma takes CBD. You Guys, if you knew my grandma, that would be shocking to you. It's such a huge step in the right direction. I go back and forth with with how much does it I don't know is this calming me is this a placebo effect how uh, what what claims about that you know people make a lot of different claims about CBD and that's because there's a lot of exciting research and some of them bear out and some don't. And and uh, you know there there's people that get super excited. There's people that dismiss. I usually tend to be a pretty skeptical person in terms of just anything supplementy. But CBD is something. It's it's still been a, around long enough. It's been researched enough to the the research at the very least shows that. There's no harm in seeing if it works for you. There's all sorts of individual differences out there for everybody. I just got some CBD. I don't normally, I'm, I'm not usually a, a regular CBD user. I'm not averse to it. I just never even think to. Um, and, and so I'm finally giving it a shot. And whatever's going on, you know, I just, I, I feel a little, I feel a little more calm. That might be just, uh, who knows what it is, but I, I could use some calm, uh, in these times. I could use a lot more calm. (laughs) I'll tell you, I'd be excited if I, if I got even more calm, um, than I am, but every little bit of things help in my life. I've been doing uh, yoga. I've been doing um, some like uh, other uh, strength stuff throughout the day. I've been breaking up my day. I've been doing a lot of positive things for my life lately. And introducing CBD is something that I'm I'm pretty jazzed about. And right now you can get 20% off your first order when you use promo code SHANE. Try caliper.com slash Shane. And you can try Caliber CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you the full refund. So 
there you go. You guys know the deal with these things. You get, hey, here's this special offer and try it and there's no risk and blah, blah, blah. But this is, and you know, this is a science podcast. I'm super, you know, I don't, I, I needed to do CBD just to tell you guys to be calm enough to even think about telling you guys that maybe you should try CBD as well but it's just i i've talked with enough people and and the research is there that at the very least it's worth trying and some some people have i mean you've you've heard the testimonials some people have found cbd to be life-changing and so i would say why not see if it works for you um and so if you go to get 20% off at tricaliber.com slash Shane, you get your first 30 days for free, and you're helping out your good buddy Shane and the Here We Are podcast. Okie dokie, back to the show. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. <laughs> I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. So, in that same way, for people to... For me to, you know, say, I don't care, you know, people can make their own choices. They want to come to a show, they can come to a show. I'm, I'm guilt-free, whatever. If, if, people, if people get COVID at my shows, they know the risk. That's, that's not my philosophy. Um, but if it were, for me to do what I do, so let's talk about a few things there. Um, one, here's, here's the reality of the situation as it is now, because there are different lockdowns and mandates and, and they're all unpredictable and rates are all over the place and spiking in certain regions and, and trying different methods at different times and different venues doing different things. Um, one, I could, I could go the, the most practical thing if I wanted to make money as a live entertainer right now, it would be to do my standard, what I, what I used to do, which is just go to a comedy club and work for a weekend for like a flat rate. Okay. Well, what's happening with that right now? And I've turned down a bunch of offers in all of COVID because I just don't believe in, in doing it. I don't, I don't believe in encouraging people to come out. Um, I don't think it's okay. I think it's spreading COVID. I'm against gatherings. I don't, I don't care if or celebrating an election win that I was also happy, um, uh, more of an election loss that I was celebrating, but not not going outside, not gathering. I, I don't care if it's a, uh, a protest against government tyranny or for uh, or or for social causes or for police brutality or like whatever otherwise exceptionally legitimate thing and and absolutely find ways to to protest and and do things and change the 
change the system in the way that you see fit. But if you're doing it in a way in which you are crowding together, mess, masks or not, better with masks, but if you're crowding together in spaces for holidays, for birthday parties, for your wedding, I don't care the reason. Like, you shouldn't. As, as far as I'm concerned, you shouldn't. This is the thing that people aren't wrapping their heads around is the asymptomatic spread. Uh, like, they just aren't, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be going over this. It's been like nine months now. But because of our evolved infectious disease defenses that we have, they don't handle asymptomatic spread. This, this would be a much easier situation if the second someone got COVID, they were just <clears throat> coughing and choking on their lung fluids. No one would be around that person. Everyone would be distanced. No one would want to sit in a comedy club next to someone hacking up their own lung fluids. It would be very obvious to everybody that the right thing to do would be to stay away from them to wash your hands if you've been around them, you know, to have them put something over their mouth when they're coughing like that. It would be so obvious. And, and we have those, and, and the reason why that's obvious is because we have evolved those kind of uh, psychological defenses um, for that. But that's not obvious. And so, uh, you know, people keep on making poor choices and the, and the rates keep on, uh, keep on going up. But if I, if I were to just say, okay, it is what it is. This comedy club does a distanced thing. And so I'm going to go and perform at this comedy club. I'm going to do a distance show. There's a few things going on with that, which is one, it's the things that make something um, safer for COVID, which if you're if you're indoors with a bunch of people, even if you're spread out, your uh, COVID's going around that room. Um, uh, but um, and by the way, uh, one one in fifty people dying is nothing nothing to scoff at. But you know, whatever. I'm more concerned about the long term uh, consequences. But if you if I was in, if I was last year and I did, and I told any comic like, hey, will you come and do my show? At my show, we have everyone um, 10 feet apart. We have the whole audience is like 10 feet apart from one another. And, um, and you know, like they're wearing like masks and stuff to muzzle their laughs <laughs> and just all these other ridiculous things that i mean are smart if you're going to do it i'm i would uh, i'm glad that they're doing it but it's not conducive to a good comedy show you could have a jazz club and be distanced and 10 feet apart and have a lovely time but laughter is contagious but um uh, even if that were the case there's there's no guarantees on these clubs right now so that means that i'm you know paying money to take a flight and 
as far as I'm concerned, you shouldn't take a flight unless it's an emergency. Not for visiting, not for going to holidays, nothing. Unless it's an important work trip or something like that, or you absolutely have to. Some I've seen some sort of thing about how flights are like COVID safe or something like that. How do you think COVID got all around the world? It's not that, no, absolutely not. Uh, uh, that's, that's <laughs> the idea of being in a tiny, I, I get sick almost every time I fly, I get some sort of cold or something. I think that I have a pretty sturdy immune system by comparison, but I, but I, I always get like some runny nose or something like that. You're around lots of people breathing in a small container. What do you t like? Masks only do so much. It's a multi-layer approach. You got a mask. You got a distance. You got to stay in open spaces. Sunlight helps. You do all these other things. Yes, vitamin D. People are like, why aren't they mentioning vitamin? Yeah, look into it. Take vitamin D. Take some supplements. Take this and that. None of those things are going to make you immune, but there's a lot of different things that you can do to keep from getting COVID and to help if you do have it. And treatments will continue to improve. It will just take a little bit of time. And by the way, I'm uh, the reality is, is I am planning a tour starting September 2021. I pushed that back. Uh, in my mind for um, uh, in October, I thought there's no way that was going to happen. And then um, because of the election results and uh, and the and the positive um, potential vaccine news, which I don't know enough about, um, but but it's what I've seen of it is positive um, enough to be cautiously optimistic. Uh, September 2021 is back on the table for me. Um, and and so, so if I were to, in the meantime, go to a club, uh, I know people, this, this just happened, I just had a friend get booked in Winnipeg, you know, bought a flight, went to Winnipeg, no shows, so he doesn't get paid. And he's out, lost money, lost money on that deal, lost his, lost his plane fare, and uh, and so those are the uh, uh, those are the kind of chances that you're taking to get paid less than normal because the the spaces you know the max capacity is lower. That that's not mentioning that you shouldn't be selling merch after a show, and if you do, you got to better do you know whatever. Like comedians are basically biological vectors. Uh, like we're the last people that should be traveling around, like shaking hands with people and stuff afterwards. That's, that's just, you know, um, un unfortunately, um, comedians aren't, um, virologists. They aren't, uh, infectious disease specialists and everyone has motivated reasoning. So, you know, all, all of the sudden you, you have a whole bunch of people in the service industry that got like very conservative in a hurry and are like against lockdowns. And, but that doesn't, again, if you can't get me coming to your restaurant, then what you need is government subsidized. You need help. 
you you need you need loans you need something to get you through because regulations not regulations there there are there are countries so people are like sweden's operating just fine sweden did do things and they're actually doing much stricter things because the the initial approach that they took they they were unsatisfied with and they had they had worse uh um number of deaths and everywhere else than than the other countries in in the region but places that are operating at full capacity have uh like my understanding is taiwan hasn't had cases new zealand australia is so there's places that uh, australia just did like they had an outbreak and then they had like a massive shutdown and so there are like shutdowns that have stopped the virus and then massive, massive testing in areas, usually followed by masks and stuff. And then there are places that are restaurants are full, outdoor life is full, life is relatively normal other than testing, tracking, and, and, um, and in some of those places, uh, heavy, heavy mask use. And... By the way, do we really know masks work? Yes, masks absolutely work. But I saw some study. the The, the studies that that you see are always um, one from like decades ago. That was like, here's why surgeons shouldn't wear cloth masks. Yeah, you you should. If everyone could get the best mask possible, they should. It, everyone should wear mask correctly. Might masks make people overly confident and get closer than they should yes that's stuff to be uh, aware of uh, do our masks better at stopping you spreading than stopping someone else spreading it to you yes these are things that we all need to be informed about it doesn't mean that that masks don't work uh, i mean you could take a super uh, how about i take a super soaker and I'm going to shoot you with it, and then I'm going to put a mask over it and try to shoot another person with a super soaker. Who do you think is going to be more wet from that? Like, come on. This is, this is, who, whoever thinks they're mask, ex, ex, I don't know where all these mask experts came from. All this, I worked in a factory, I've worn masks for eight hours at a time. Where were all these mask experts coming to my rescue? Oh, did you know you can't breathe and you won't get oxygen? You're gonna get sicker if you wear those masks. Oh, really? Well, then I, I guess I have some lawsuits coming my way from all of the jobs that I had previously. Why all of the sudden uh, <laughs> are there just thousands of people that took a real deep look into into mass. Always people that that were like uh, uh, ha had faulty premises. Uh, anyway, mass, uh, uh, which is like usually conspiracy stuff. Usually just anything you can say that's like I don't want to do anything about COVID. That's the majority of if I if someone argues with me, I look at their page. They're against whatever. It doesn't, hey, can we give you a vaccine? No, of course not. Vaccines are poison microchips. Uh, they'll be like, look at the, look at the statistics. Look at the statistics for COVID. Oh, only one in 50 people die. 
if one in 50 people died of a vaccine, people would lose their shit. Are you kidding me? It's, it's, and, and the people that are so cavalier and so dismissive and so obsessed with a death rate who always negate, uh, uh, don't mention the long-term effects that are coming out more and more as more time goes by are always the most fearful of a vaccine. So, okay, vaccines, very scary. Can we wear masks? No, masks are what? what what's the mask thing again? It's, it's our freedoms being infringed, or there's oxygen not getting in, or what's, what's the argument that we're... Oh, this is how they're, they're, they're... The government's trying to control us through anonymity. Uh, okay. Okay, we can't use Matt. Can we distance? Oh, distancing doesn't work. Are you a sheep? You think distancing? How does a virus transmit? If it's not distancing, how is an airborne virus getting from place to place? Surface? Are you saying surface transmission? Is it? Because they've actually dismissed some surface transmission. And, and by the way, why would, why would scientists say... Why would scientists say... Scientists that don't want to be working on this shit, they'd rather be doing what they were doing before COVID, by the way. There's no, there's no scientists just loving that COVID's happening right now. Um, But why, if this was all just some fear-mongering thing, why would you ever say, why would you ever say, hey, uh, surface transmit. You don't need to. You probably don't need to spray down your groceries and stuff like we were ri- originally when there was a lot of unknowns. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's a main mode of transportation. Why say that? Why make it less fearful? Why why have more treatments coming out? Why improve the treatments? Why have more people um, feeling healthier and recovering? If this is fear-mongering, uh, like there's just so many false uh, people starting with false premises, and then people think like this is a smarter dumb thing. Smart people working with faulty premises are the most dangerous. Like like um, conservatives who are educated are the least likely to believe in climate change. This is well studied because they're smart enough to be able to quickly find evidence that confirms their premise, their point of view, and then spin good-sounding narratives uh, to themselves that can convince them otherwise. So we need to make sure that we're not listening to people that are, are coming from a place of faulty premises. Uh, which is like there's some mad scientists trying to get us or whatever else. So there's that. And in terms of like, oh, at first they told us no mass or we didn't need mass and we were lied to. Well, the literature at the time, there was a lot of debate happening about, one, they were out of mass and the mass needed, PPE needed to get to, uh, uh, to people who needed it most. And two, they didn't know because although we know a mask is going to help, like the super soaker example, we don't know what 
what the mask for uh, for uh, Western culture that hasn't seen everyone wear masks before, we don't know how much people are going to lose their shit, which is a lot. So messaging is important. It's not like, it's not like, um, because some people put like, uh, uh, written Surgeon General's warning on cigarettes and some people put black and lung pictures on the back of cigarettes and some people try to say this, uh, 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 give you like facts about lung cancer and some people try to like mention that it makes your breath go bad or whatever, have different angles on how to get people to quit smoking. There's a lot of that going on with how do you get people to act in a way that will lower uh, the spread, knowing what we know. I'm not saying that there weren't like mistakes made along the way or misinformation or whatever. There's also a lot of unknowns and we've learned a lot. And understanding what the objective reality is and being able to make predictions helps me be able to know when I can work again. And then the economy is dependent on the rates of, rather than people thinking, well, this COVID thing's unfortunate, but we need to think about the economy. The economy and COVID are so interconnected with one another that there's aspects of the economy that are spreading COVID and then also low COVID rates are absolutely crucial for consumer confidence for people not just to go to restaurants but to spend money in the first place to think what's going to happen is the economy going to tank and and to to be prescribing to people too when people are having a hard time and there's economic uncertainty to say hey it's your it's your patriotic duty to go to a bar and and crowd in a bar and uh and drink overpriced bad decisions because if you don't do that you the individual you're responsible for that bar shutting down and your way of life as you know it falling apart and that's not the case that that is a failing of, of the systems that we've built, of, of the governments that we've put in place that we all put tax money into. That is where the ownership of the responsibility belongs. That's the, that's the kind of discussions that we all need to be having within our communities and stop blaming the individual for not spending frivolously when no one should be spending frivolously look guys i would love for you to support me on patreon i i am the most broke i've ever been in my entire life but if you're also broke you know take care of yourself and it, it's, it's not it's not on you yes you have to pay to like keep it I may not be able to do a podcast 
uh, you know, if, if I'm losing money on each one that I put out and I don't have any income coming in or whatever. But that's that's not, and we should all do what we can to support the things that we love and the art that we love and everything else. But uh, this uh, this is the same kind of crap that they said on 9-11 uh, after 9-11, when, if you remember, uh, the, the prescription to save the economy from conservative, from Bush, this is, I, I always thought the, the conservatives were about conservation, about like being responsible and personal responsibility. What's, what is, how is personal responsibility shopping? And buying crap you don't need, and and sitting in bars. I'm not judging. I, I've spent twenty twenty lifetimes of 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 money in bars in in my life. So you know my. I don't know if you want to make me a saint for that. You know, I guess I'm just a patriot. But my, you know, my work here is done. I've given bars plenty of money. <laughs> Uh, the the idea that it's uh, that it's on us to go out and do things that further spread that further division that overrun our our healthcare system in the name of the economy are there's something deeply wrong with our economy then so now imagine i was going to uh, going back to this so let's just let's just say all this stuff. I talk with someone tomorrow. My mind changes. My mind can change. The beginning of this, when I first heard about COVID, and I knew nothing about it. I was like, "Sounds like some media hyped nonsense to get ratings to me." And then I asked around. I had guests that you've seen on the show, and I found out otherwise. And when new information comes in. I'll change my mind again um, because I would love to get back to work. But for me to do touring the way that I like to tour, I go to three cities a week and I travel around and I do one night engagements. And for me to do that, I drive around everywhere. You know, I start from the Midwest, go over to the East Coast, loop down, head down through the South, make my way over to the West Coast. For me to uh, under the under the current conditions, for me to be like, boy, I, all right, Michigan's gonna have this curfew, and then Pennsylvania's gonna be shut down completely, and then Florida's pretending nothing's going on and there's no restrictions. For me to add all of that on top of my already near impossible touring. Uh, production job that takes everything that I I did a hundred I did over a hundred shows of stand up science uh, like over a hundred different stops in 2019. That's a tremendous undertaking, and for me for me to do that and then to have like a third capacity. I mean, I I was it's not like I was crushing it. I I had stabilized things and it was new and it was building and I felt 
great about it and i feel great about when it comes back and i've i've already made some improvements to the format and and have been creating other opportunities since this and things like your support and patreon although certainly aren't enough um uh, to uh you know pay all the bills and everything right now um are are going to be a really helpful additional um uh, supplement to uh, you know, once, once things get moving again, I'll be able to, because of, uh, because of the additional Patreon that I didn't have before when I was touring that I've, that I've gained from you lovely supporters, I'll be able to get myself out of the financial hole that uh, I'm drowning in at the, at the moment much faster and get, you know, back, back to where I was and uh and and have done things that will hopefully help me build a, a lot from there so but that that's not a um that's not a practical uh idea for me to tour like that and that means staying in in a different airbnb every two or three days you know, so I, I got to really not care about COVID at that point or say I, I got it already and I'm checking my antibodies and I'm not worried about that. Still, all all those things considered to be able to put some ads out and be able to, especially with a science, I would have to I would have to tour with just some regular comedy show or something like that. The people going out to shows um, right now are the people that are the least concerned about COVID. The people that are the least concerned about COVID tend to be toward the dim side. And so uh, they are, um, you know, the so the comedians being booked are usually lowest common denominator stuff. So I would probably have to do lower common denominator shows to be able to attract um, that kind of clientele to be able to fill seats. These are all just just considerations that uh that have to be make made as a as a show producer you might think that's unfair or whatever but it's it's my money that's on the line and i need to be able to these are the types of considerations that i always have to make before covid or anytime i have to think about who my demographic is and and how to how to reach them and and what kind of a show they're going to like and that sort of thing, and that's just what's happening um, uh, right now with COVID. That's that's what's happening. That's why all he's like, "Oh, don't let the fear mongering scare you. I'm tough, and I'll tell ethnic jokes because the world's too PC." And doing like these bad Andrew Dice Clay impressions or something like that um, are are uh, all all doing. They were doing well on on the road uh and that's the kind of stuff that was um that was getting booked because there's a little more of a demand for that and by the way those distant shows and things it's not that's that's potentially say you see me at a distance show well that's a different situation than a regular show seeing anybody it might be interesting because you're out and it's a novel thing and it's distanced or whatever it doesn't matter psychologically laughter is contagious you need people packed in tight to get the full 
show um, that you'd normally get. Otherwise, if people don't hear, if people don't have the social response that hearing a bunch of other people laugh, a lot of people are going to think that the show wasn't, they're not going to laugh as much, and then they're going to think that show wasn't as funny as much as they thought, and they're going to think that that comedian wasn't that funny. They don't, they're not going to make all of the considerations with the environment. So it's also potentially a burning through, so now someone, so, so now someone's like, come, uh, they're like, geez, I don't know about this, but I haven't taken too many chances since COVID and, and Shane's a science guy and he thinks it's okay to have shows, so maybe they're doing things right. And they go to a show. Well, if someone's risking their life to see a comedy show, I sure as hell hope they get some good laughs out of it, you know? And so, so say because of all these other conditions, or maybe I'm feeling a little off, or it's a little weird because everyone has masks on and is distancing, and I'm not delivering the way that I normally would. The idea that you, and, and now for me to even try to break it, I got to pay a higher ticket. See, so, you, so you'd have to pay a higher ticket for a, a worse show. Does that mean you're going to come back the next time I'm in town? Maybe, maybe you make all those considerations and say, well, you know, it was just a novel, weird thing. It was, it was a pandemic, whatever, very memorable, um, wasn't as funny as I'd hoped it would be, but the next show will be better. I, I don't think so. A lot of people go to a couple of comedy shows in their entire life, and if they get burned once, they just think all comedy is, uh, is like that. And so I, I would personally rather be spending my time uh, writing a book and doing all these things that I haven't had as much time to do um, as, uh, as I as I now have and reassessing things and working on my working on my fitness and everything else. And so for me to be able to make predictions about when I tour again, some of these factors have to come into this. So how are people handling this? How well are people managing it? Are most people wearing masks when they go out? Are people going to stay in for the holidays? How good are these vaccines going to be? If we have a different administration and the CDC gets a platform again and people get to hear actual intelligent people explaining COVID again, will that make a difference? Or is it too late? Has has that ship sailed? Uh, I mean... Uh, that was uh, the the federal government response has been ridiculous. And then what what does what does people's income look like after this is um, uh, after there's a vaccine that comes out and enough people get it next summer? Is there going to be enough vaccines for everybody? Uh, how many people are going to take it? Um, is it going to be enough people? Because you can't. You can't just, getting a vaccine lowers the risk that you'll get it and therefore spread it, which means, which means much like to develop that 
herd immunity, that means that not enough people, uh, that means that enough people have to have got, gotten the vaccine or have enough antibodies, antibodies which dissipate over time, by the way. So uh, all of that will have to happen for there to be enough consumer confidence. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Teams. Now there are more ways to be a team with Microsoft Teams. Bring everyone together in one space with a new virtual room. Collaborate live, drawing, sharing, and building ideas with everyone on the same page. And make sure more of your team is seen and heard with up to 49 people on screen at once. Learn more about all the newest Teams features at Microsoft.com Teams. Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saleti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. People will need to know, just like if I go out and I, and I see someone like at a gas station and we say, you know, a couple things to one another. Now we're in a social conversation, so they think it's perfectly appropriate to come right up to me. Or they like are trying to distance but just can't help themselves and are getting closer and closer, even though I'm walking backwards and walking away. And it should be quite obvious that I'm trying to keep at least a six-foot distance and that I don't want them getting closer to me, but they just aren't getting it. They don't mean anything malicious or anything, but it's just a habit that they're having uh, that they're having trouble, um, uh, you know, building. And until I see people on on the same page, um, you know, then I don't have that consumer confidence to go out until I see this is how much the vaccine works. This is how many people have taken the vaccine. Here's how low the rates are. We have, we only have a thousand cases in all of the U S right now. And we have our tracking down and people have uh, cheap, we, we have a weekly test that you can take. It's free and you get fast results. And if you, if you do um, test positive, it, there's backtracing to know all of the people that you've been in contact with to make sure that everyone's quarantining and their needs are met by the government for the time that they need to quarantine. So there uh, we're not risking them um, 
feeling pressured to go out and about and and take risks that they wouldn't want um, to do, but feel like they need to go to the grocery store or whatever, make sure that groceries are delivered to them. All of these things need to be implemented. They haven't happened much because this administration has made it an all or nothing kind of deal. And I think that come the end of January, one, vaccine will be being manufactured. Finally, um, people in hospitals, uh, doctors and such will start having the vaccine. And then hopefully the messaging is better. Hopefully the vaccine works really well. There's not um, negative impacts because even if like one in a thousand person has some like allergic reaction that that makes them like uh, have a health problem for three days or something like that, something like not nearly as bad as getting COVID, people that don't even care about COVID will care about that. Um, and, and so there needs to be a vaccine that is so beyond safe. You know, there's nothing safe about getting COVID. Nothing. If, if you're, you do have a good chance of survival, but you probably have a pre-existing condition. Just like if you've had like pneumonia in the past or something like that before, you now have a pre-existing condition and, and you're more likely to have a negative impact from COVID. That's what's going, if you get, if you get COVID, you're, if I had to guess, you'd be likely to have a weakened immune system for other issues. You'd be more likely to possibly have some neurologic issues, possibly have some other cardiovascular issues and other things like that going on that we don't know enough about just yet. And so by the end of January, the holidays will have been over because um, people are the very people that claim that we need to, uh, it's, we can't, uh, we care about the economy and so we don't take COVID seriously. Well, if you cared about the economy, you'd wear a mask and you wouldn't have gatherings. So do you care about the economy or do you care about getting together awkwardly with your extended family that you really don't have anything in common with for Thanksgiving? You know, do you, do you care about the economy or do you care about going to one comedy show? Like... You know, these are, if you want my advice, I would do whatever you can to limit getting and, and spreading COVID, more importantly, spreading COVID. And I would do what you can to do things for your mental health, which by the way, people saying, oh, you can't stay locked up forever for mental health issues. First off, no one was talking about that in 2019. Most people were couch potatoes. And to, uh, something about 2020 uh, made people go like, I've never lived before. Oh my gosh, I got to get out there. And all my relatives that have never taken a chance in their entire life, all of a sudden are evil Knievel uh, when, it, when it comes to COVID. 
and like go to a store without a mask because they're a badass. People that I would never be able to get to uh, travel in my entire life or think like no one should ever do marijuana or something, but they think it's government tyranny. Uh, to they're okay with putting someone in jail for life for uh for smoking weed or something, but government tyranny if just to advise or for a business to require you to wear a mask. Uh, so you know I'm frustrated, and that until more people start cooperating and getting on the same page, and until I see something trending in the right direction, I can't tour because I can't count on people coming out and going in seats. And if you cared about the economy, you'd care about that because the longer this lasts, the the higher the rates, the longer this lasts, the more people aren't going to go out, the more shutdowns there might be, or and even if there aren't shutdowns, a lack of business that there will be. The more businesses that are going to close, the more venues that I want to go back to and tour in September are going to shut down forever if we don't create federal aid for them. If we don't, if we don't say, "Hey, we're, we need to delegate this. This is national defense. This is a war. There are more people dying here than have died in wars." And we need to take our national defense budget and or whatever we are doing to subsidize to pay a farmer to not grow a crop, you can pay a bar to not be open. Something like that. You can pay a music venue to not have to go under. These are the kind of conversations that we have to have. The conversations that I'm hearing are... we ignore COVID or we do something about COVID and it's not that black and white. And until I see a more nuanced, complex conversation until I, I see the, the things like when I have an infectious disease specialist on my show, I hear other people making similar points and making similar considerations that I'm hearing about from people that are researching these things and know about objective reality, the sooner everyone gets on board with the objective reality of the situation, the more comfortable I feel about the economy, about planning a tour, and so on. So that's all I I just, every, every single day, uh, you know, the the exact same points on social media are, are being made, and I'm being, uh, you know, oh, we're just fear mongering, and you don't care about the economy, and you're a communist or socialist or blah blah blah, whatever. Oh, masks don't work. Here's a stupid YouTube video that that I I saw uh, a dentist make, uh, like what. Why? Why would I? Uh, here's a here's a knee surgeon telling me about how COVID works, huh? Why are you sending me that? 
I wouldn't have an infectious disease person operate on my knee. I wouldn't have a knee surgeon tell me about how COVID works. The fuck? Uh, This is like, obviously, we don't have great science literacy in this country. And it takes people a long time to understand this stuff. And the real unfortunate thing is these are the same conversations that we're going to have to have with climate change. Which, by the way, COVID and other pathogens through the years have been, on the next episode, you're going to hear directly uh, related to and increased by lack of biodiversity, by, by isolating, by scrunching in species into a smaller and smaller space and making diseases spread more, by packing humans in cities, by having global travel, by having these novel problems. This is not natural, this idea that this is just some natural thing that happens from time to time. Ah, oh, it's like the cold or whatever, and it's whatever it cycles through. We all get sick from time to time. Nope. Nope. Not natural. It is definitely not natural. Any more than, any more than a, a fucking computer is natural or whatever. None of that those arguments are just a real misunderstanding. It's it's the same things they're going to say with climate change, that this is just natural. Hey, this is just these natural cycles. We don't need to do anything about it. And it's not true. The same the same asymptomatic stuff with climate change, the stuff that we haven't evolved to sense we can feel temperature, but we can't feel uh, change over over decades. The same kind of motivated reasoning of it's costly or burdensome to address the problem in the short term, or 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 at least it seems that way, and or it's scary to think about. So we just rather wish think and pray that that's not that reality is different than what every measurement that we could take tells us. These are the conversations we're going to keep on continuing to have about lack of biodiversity, about nuclear warfare, all of these things. These aren't natural. These are, these are new issues within our modern environment that we are not well adapted for, that we will need to take every everything about our good tool use making and everything else that we have evolved for we're going to have to uh, we're we're going to have to learn how to use critical thinking and abstract thinking and things that may not come that easy to us to create better systems for to address modern problems there's there's no point and just throwing up our hands and saying, oh, this is just natural. We'll all just get COVID and this will be over with. It's not how this works. You don't just get COVID and then it's over. And then the problem of COVID is over. That's not, it's not going to work that way. So I hope that you guys have a good holiday. And if you do, if you are getting together with people, you know, whatever, I can't stop you. No one's stopping any. There's no law telling you you can't get together for the holidays. Uh, like, you know, 
it's there's a lot of people that are like no one wants us to get to uh, whatever then you got to deal with that sorry someone's shaming you but there's also people that are doing weddings and get-togethers that, that are putting social pressure in shaming people for not going to things that they aren't com- uh, that they aren't comfortable going to that happens all the time people putting people in very uncomfortable situations by having gatherings that the CDC does not recommend doing the center for disease control does not recommend doing scientists around the world do not recommend doing but your your aunt and uncle if they're anything like mine who don't know a thing about any of this would never listen to a science podcast hate the idea of science and don't like don't read don't do much but do their nine to five job and then go and like watch football or watch some sports thing and and that's fine then don't pretend like you're an expert on something that you aren't and then shame other people for for not coming to your gathering during a uh during a pandemic so you know we're all at each other's throats right now and until everyone starts getting on the same page with this, I'm not touring. <laughs> so there you go. And the economy is going to suffer. So um, leave, leave, some, leave some notes in the YouTube channel or whatever. I'm happy to bring them up with actual people that know what they're talking about. And, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, scared of covid and i don't think you need to be scared of covid if you're taking practical measures but i'm frustrated i'm without a doubt um frustrated i'm frustrated with people i'm frustrated with friends of mine with family with comedians with psychedelic community there's with you know i mean i've even bickered with some scientists not every scientist has the exact same take on this either by the way infectious disease people uh often often do but um but you know i'm frustrated and i imagine a lot of other people are frustrated as well but also in terms of like mental health stuff as lockdowns and mental health just think of the people in your life right now that haven't haven't taken covid seriously and haven't done any of the haven't locked down, have, have gone out and ignored things and had get-togethers and lived life relatively normally and have been the least impacted. Just think of the people that have been the least impacted and have ignored everything and lived their lives the most normally. Are they doing okay? Or do they, are, are they upset too and frustrated? So... Some of the mental health issues that we're talking about might not have as much to do with some sense of isolation, considering most people were doing that. It's already an issue with people being couch potatoes and living in cubicles. And it has a lot more to do with us being in a 
scary situation, of a frustrating situation, of of uh, of um, not seeing eye to eye with one another, with this being this new issue that um, that creates a lot of unknowns and stressors, and so um, some like oh, if we just ignore COVID, mental health issues will go away. I don't think that's the case. I think a bunch of people getting sick around you all the time isn't good for mental health issues. I think that I think that people dying prematurely isn't great for mental health issues. You want my advice? The only way out is in. And you got to take this um, pretty seriously. And I'm happy to I'm happy to tell anyone that doesn't believe in COVID otherwise. And if you follow me on Twitter, you can see me screaming into the void um, every day. I I tell all of my relatives as much as I can all of the time. And that's because after talking with lots of different people and a lot of different perspectives, the people that I trust most in the world in this, the smartest people, we're talking people that have MacArthur Genius Grants, people that are some of the most well-respected scientists in the world, they're taking this pretty damn seriously. And so I know that the, the social pressure and seeing everyone else on TV and people fatiguing and people giving in makes a lot of people want to throw up their hands and be like, or be like, am I crazy? Am I overreacting? You're not. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so used to this. Uh, I, I grew up Catholic. And I had to, as far as I knew when I was a kid, I was the only person on earth that, that, thought like the story of Noah's Ark was peculiar. <laughs> You're not the crazy one if you if you don't believe in Noah's Ark or you don't believe in Santa Claus. Okay? It it might feel that way. It <laughs> there's a lot of social pressure to be like maybe I am overreacting. I've I've been I I've been called <laughs> All these people have never taken a chance in their entire life and have lived their entire lives in their hometown and have never tried anything new or taken on a different perspective say that uh, uh, say that I'm uh, I'm being overly fearful or something right now. So maybe I am being crazy. I've had those thoughts and I don't think it's reality. I think people just have a hard time uh, understanding um science and life is a very complicated thing and the human mind tries to oversimplify uh everything and unfortunately this has become unnecessarily political um it would have never been the case that in 2019 you went in for surgery and a doctor had a mask on and you said like hey i don't i i I believe in I believe in the free market and capitalism. So take your mask off. I, I, jeez, I, I, I support the troops more than you do. So take that mask. I don't believe in masks. Here's my political affiliation tells me that I don't want you to wear a mask when you operate on me. When did that happen? I I don't think that um, science and scientists 
are the ones that made this political. I think that there is and has been a war on science and knowledge and information because uh, because people because there's a lot of power in people that just want to be able to say whatever they want to say and not have to earn not have to educate themselves and uh, and just be able to control a narrative and objective testable falsifiable measurable truth that we can all do we can all look we can all read these scientific papers we can all replicate these studies ourselves that is a real danger to a lot of people that just want to create their own reality that want to wish think and that want to control the narrative so there's my spiel, everybody. Let me know what you think about the, uh, the solo episode. One day I'll take all this stuff and actually make it funny and add jokes and stuff. But my goodness, I'm just tired. And Thanksgiving is coming around, around the bend. And I didn't, I didn't have time to like punch up all the points. And I'm sure as soon as I hit stop, I'm going to remember the... 30 things that I wish I would have mentioned that would have clarified what I was trying to say much better. But, uh, you know, I have been, I have been tweeting a lot about this on Twitter and stuff, which is, which is probably irritating to a fair number of people, but it's at least I make some halfway decent points in concise ways and try to be a bit humorous in doing it there. And, uh, and I'm going to start putting more stuff on Instagram again soon. So, um, yeah, let me know what you think. You guys are awesome. Thanks for letting me vent. If you, if you feel any way that I do, I hope this has just been some uh, relief to you. I'm not, I'm not trying to lecture anyone that might see things differently than me. But I just know um, from talking with people that there are so many people um, that, uh, that uh, you know, have are feeling crazy and driven mad and frustrated because a lot of people just don't seem to be getting this so you are not alone thanks for joining me